nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. This is episode 34 and we are discussing Don't Go in the House, directed by Joseph Ellison. Yep. 1980. Right eye. Yeah, right eye. Okay, um, so let's get started on this film, Gary. It's one of the video nasties. Um, dropped 33. Sorry? Yeah, it's one of the dropped titles, but sure, still right. classes are nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, give us a synopsis for this one, Gary. <clears throat> Can't remember your man's name. Uh, Do- Donny. Bobby. Donny. Bobby. Oh, just like ego, shouldn't I? Oh, that would have been great. I know Bobby's his name. <laughs> what's it? What's the the pal's name? Uh, no Bobby. No. Aye. <laughs> um, Ben, I think. Oh, aye, okay. No, no, no. Wait a minute. There's no. a Bobby. Oh, Ben's the guy that goes and fire at the beginning. Aye. He's second. Oh, it's other appearance. Yeah, so it's Bob. Bobby. Aye, aye, it's Bobby. Aye. Oh, I like calling him <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby says to Bobby, "Here, Bobby." You know, one of right. the ones. Right. So, Donnie is a troubled young man. He works yeah. at an incinerator. Yeah. Um, he's only there one day, to be fair. But what? In the film, he's only there one day. Is it? Uh, you only see him there once. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm guessing he works here. But, aye. Oh, um, aye. Maybe just doing contract work, you know. Yeah, he has a few hours here and a few hours He's not sure about there. it because he doesn't like the fire. Probably wants to do the rest of his life. Yeah. You know? Um, doesn't like fire much well it's a funny place to work <laughs> no, no, no in a funny well, way though no, no, he's, laugh, he's, laugh got, he's got a love-hate relationship aye, with his boss. Yeah. Aye, he's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and his boss is like oh you're a fucking you're a, a fag <laughs> he's like I'm not a fag <laughs> and he's like uh, you know just don't like burning things aye I don't mind burning <laughs> things I just want to help him um, so uh, yeah one day um, one of his co-workers gets set on fire how did that happen but I remember thinking this at the beginning of the film, but I never thought about it again. Now, sorry to interrupt you, but the canister of of um, flammable blowy uppy stuff. Aye, it's in the, is in the, the thing. Is that? But they don't, don't see it. No, I'm like, no. Is that but he's got a mask on, so it's maybe oh, it's right. like darkening it a bit. You know, yeah, yeah. glasses do. How did that get in there? Um, was that Donnie that put it in there? Because he's looking at it at first. Oh, and right. The guy goes, "Here, you, you cunt, get out of the road." <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "I'm no a cunt." And then it's like, you know, that's his kind of thing. Don't call him names. And he says, "I'm no one of them." That's the whole way the film goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, right. Yeah. As you're saying. So yeah, but um, it goes so boy, up. Eh? It does, the guy bang. gets set in fire, yep. um, but Donnie's kind of paralysed by it, he doesn't help out, and Aye. he gets uh, mm. lambasted by his co-workers for, for just uh, standing idle. No Bobby though, Bobby does not Well, uh, Bobby takes a, a shine to him and says, he probably just froze there, um, it's a common thing. Um, so, um, uh, we find out uh, Bobby's got, no, Donnie's got kind of a, 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 a troubled relationship with his mother. Right. Uh, sort of a dominating, dominating mother. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh-huh. Tortured him. Well, he was, uh, if he was a bad boy when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his sort of troubled relationship with fire. Yes. He would uh, hold his hands, his arms over the, the stove there. Uh, gave him a wee burn. A gas stove? A gas one, I think you only get gas in the light, don't you? You don't get, like, coal. No. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Aye. So, 
den var lidt af hovedfølgen. Så... And he gets himself into all kinds of scrapes and stuff. He does so. His mother dies. So then he's sort of liberated from the yeah. the discipline of of his mother's. Um, Tyranny. Yes, indeed. Um, but um, it leads down some troubled paths uh, for Aye. old Donnie. I mean, it's what start. We'll, go, we'll just dive in. That was a good synopsis that right. was basically the whole film. Yeah. trailer, effectively. <laughs> he was a man with a mother, and his mother died. And then he set people on fire, and then people stopped him. So, Donnie was an old man. Anyway, yeah, like, he starts off, like, he's hearing voices in his head, mm. um, and they're like, and he's like, I can listen to my music loud? Yeah. I was going to text you that when I was watching right. it. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> and, he, and he just whacks it right up. And it goes for that, which should maybe, well, I would have counted on that maybe have a scale of like a five or a six on a normal person scale. Right. But once you see what it gets to, it's like, it's like minus one or something like that. Right? Because like it goes right up to fucking ten. Right. Like straight away, he's like, I'm going to kidnap women and burn them. <laughs> right. That's the yeah. same, isn't it? But as well as turn the music but up. But he doesn't have the music up loud when he's burning them. Right, no, Because no, that no. would have been perfect. There's like fucking whack that bastard up. <laughs> you know, and then he's smoking. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Jumping no. in that chair. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. See? And then he's rocking just back and forth. Like, no, they don't even tell me that I'm going to fall backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, he goes off. He's just, he's out of hand. So he's, mm. That Mrs. Toller is need to get him sorted out. Oh, no, she's dead, didn't she? Mm. So he comes home and she's dead. And he freaks the fuck out, doesn't he? Mm. I think he, he, it's like he calls 911, but then, then he just hangs up. Right. But he's like, I could go and have like, a piece on her if I wanted <laughs> don't have to ask her and put the music on yeah so I don't know he's, he's definitely a damaged young boy yeah Um. so what did you think yeah I didn't really care for it Um. it's a funny one it was um, 1980 so it's your pre just pre Friday 13th mm-hmm. slasher boom mm-hmm. Um. so um, there's a funny, there's a story I heard about uh, the director, um, how he didn't really real, realize he was making such a, a downbeat uh, piece of work, um, and the film was in the theater at the same time as Friday the Thirteenth. Right. And he went into to sort of see it, and he went into the the theater for Friday the Thirteenth, and they're like everyone's going crazy and having a great time, um, screaming and stuff, and then he went into his film like. Dead silence and like nobody was into it. It's like, and you thought, all right, I've kind of messed this up. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the film I thought I was making. But um, yeah, it's got uh, it's really uh, it's lacking a sort of sense of humour. Um, that the that you know I'm associate with slashers and the sort of the boom that came, which was kind of tongue in cheek. Even like Halloween's get a, a mm-hmm. bit of that. It, um. So, it just kind of, it's quite a depressing watch, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, I mean, does that come from, like, you're, you've mentioned Friday the 13th and, and, um, and Halloween, and those are, like, teen films, mm, teen slashers, yeah. you would say. Whereas this is, like, a kind of guy in, he's maybe, like, mid-30s, like mm. early 40s, maybe, something like that, around about that age, and he's got a shitty job, and it's he's the main character, 
you know, whereas like Friday the Thirteenth and 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 um, Halloween, it's not really the character right. killer that's the main character. Yeah. So it's kind of like seeing it from it's ju- it's more like look at this, watch this as this guy goes mental mm. and 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 like because he's so traumatized from when he was a wee boy. Yeah. And it's it's really like oh my god, like what it's the it's the um the descent of this man into madness rather than let's watch these bunch of like pretty teens get cut the fuck yeah. up <laughs> you know it's yeah, not exactly um... the good time that, <laughs> that those films are you know um uh, yeah i mean there's, there's there's one scene that's kind of funny that's and I, it feels as if it's, it's maybe been trying to be him the, the comedy part of the film when he goes and buys his disco outfit oh yeah that's, right, that's really yeah, good i, guess, I, I, yeah. I like that scene um, with the with the guy and he's telling him about his shirt and he shows him the plaid shirt and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know something about that just that that tickle now, but and the matador shirt. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I heard of this one. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that just really got me. Aye. Um, and then the way he's, he says, "Does this look good?" And and the guy goes, they "Look very serious," and he's look too serious in his face. He's like, "You're gonna look dynamite." <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that guy's creepy. That guy's creepier than the guy that's doing the murdering. Um, um, the guy looked pretty sharp in his suit. I liked this. I liked it. Sorry, that's yeah. back. You know what I mean? That's back. That looks good. Looks, yeah. That looks kind of back. Um, yeah. So he had moments of sort of lightness and then he goes to the club and uh, the sort of um, the best, the, the Bobby character, huh? sort of, he's quite funny, sort of trying to get him to lighten up in that. Mm-hmm. But then you, f- that I liked him. Th- I quite liked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah like, um, he was like sort of like a Kevin Bacon kind of Friday the Thirteenth character, you know, right. a bit lighter in tone. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have the kind of really quite dark uh, scenes of things like when he sets somebody's hair in fire. Um, there was a candle at her face. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, mm, I guess he's he, he, the director was going for something horrifying, but mm-hmm. it doesn't quite. Um, it doesn't quite work. I don't know exactly why. I don't know if he, if you're going to do a serious horror film, Aye. then you need to set the tone differently from the start. Maybe it felt a little jumbled to me. It felt like it. The film feels like film feels like much a, a much more serious film. Yeah, it, it's trying to be more serious, right, with the the themes in it and what's going on, but the way it's actually played out. Is somewhere in between, mm. like the kind of more like light slasher tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's but it, it comes across as feeling quite. I don't know, like very like just underplayed. You know, it, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like a bad psycho. Yeah, it? well, that, that's it. Yeah, that, as soon as he, as soon as he said his sick mother. Yeah. I'm like, this is a and in the house. I is even so, like is a, even a, shots which are but kind of directly lifted mm. almost. Um, but that's what it felt like it was. It didn't know whether it wanted to be Psycho or like Halloween. Code, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like a slasher film. Um, uh, and I, I feel that it, it it went right in between instead of committing to one or the other. Mm, mm. Um, and that that's why I think the tone feels so weird. Yeah, maybe. Um, it didn't really have any depth. So, but it wasn't quite fun enough to be just a yeah, uh, yeah sort uh-huh. of run the mill slasher. Um, so. Yeah, particularly the the first uh, kill scene mm-hmm. is even is quite quite strong as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that was kind of the major thing that was cut 
uh, that was kind of caused the controversy about the film originally. Um, so what happened? He, he goes to a flower shop to get some flowers, um, or is it just to abduct the women? I guess. Well, see, that's the thing. It's it's weird because it's played later on. Like that's not what he was trying to do. It was more like when they disrespected him, but from you know that he was taking action because they were evil. But that you know, like aye, right, you know, because that seemed to be what the, the fire was all about was burning out. All oh, right, the evil yeah. out of them. But none of the cats had done really anything evil until, and you see when he goes in and speaks to the the cor- their corpses later on, he says about like, inviting them into his house and and then they disrespected him like when she wants to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking my permission? Yeah. Um. So that seems to be his excuse for doing it, but I don't know how he makes the leap. I don't know. How, I really don't know how he get, makes the leap from. My mum's died and she kind of abused me hmm. to now I'm going to like kidnap and torture women. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's like a psychosis, whatever, but like, it just seems like, like, see, you made me do this. You know what I mean? It didn't, hmm. it didn't seem to connect for me. Hmm. It seemed a bit odd, but, but yeah, that, that the first, the first murder seems very strong. It's, 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 it's like something out of a different film. Hmm. Um, but when it gets to the the, the third victim, I mean, we won't, won't really see one graphic, yeah, like scene like that. Um, but when you get to the third victim, and he corners her in a like a store, like a quick stop or something, you know, like in a like twenty four seven, and um, he's at the till and he goes, "You want me to carry that for you?" Oh, and yeah. then she's like, "No, thanks." And he's like, "I've got a car. Will I give you a ride home?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, like just get out of the way." And then and then she goes away and he's. The guy's like, can I can I help you? And he's like, oh, I must have scared her off. I'll go and apologise to her. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what's he even trying to do? He's not even, like... Right. You know, it just... What, the character thing? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So that's like, not going to work, pal. No, well, that there's that, but it just seems like... I don't understand what, you, what you're, you're doing this for. Oh, right. Like, you're for, or... Yeah. Mm. Or, um... Like, if you're going to do it, do it, like, clever. Right. I guess it's maybe meant to be like it's kind of schizophrenic or something. Yeah. Because I mean, it doesn't it's quite make sense it. that he's got the the kind of torture chamber uh-huh. built already. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's ready yeah. to go. That's like true. He suddenly I never, decides I never thought that. Uh, he wants to become a oh, psycho. Oh, he's a suit. Psychopath. Um, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like the Batman thing. He just finds it down below. Oh, his house. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Oh. It yeah. might be the mothers. Who knows? I will. No, I never thought about that, but it's odd the voices in his head seem to be telling him what to do. Mm. And then, even with that, he seems to have the voice of his mother shouting at him sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, which seems to be scolding him. But then, he seems to see his mother and the people that he's killed like in visions and in dreams, so he's obviously having some sort of guilt about doing this. Right. And then at the end, obviously, they, 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 it seems like they're, they come back to life to attack him, but I guess that's just in his head. But the weird part for me like of the ending was that what then all of a sudden we cut to like, another random wee boy who's been scolded by his mother for being, for not coming when she's like, shouted him. Yeah. Not even a not even a patch on what he got. Like, as in, like, he literally got burned <laughs> for doing something naughty. And this wee boy who's just been a wee fucker and no came to the dinner table, and she's like, don't you ever know listen to me again. 
I had worse when I was away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and um, suddenly the voices are talking to him. Yeah, no, nah, it was horrible. Um, but the only thing I could think with that was the wee boy's name was Michael. And I, I wondered if there was some sort of are we are they trying to set us up as some sort of prequel to Halloween? Um, you know that was the only thing. I, the only thing that I could think that there was a reason to have that wee boy there. Right. So I couldn't understand unless these voices are meant to be something supernatural. Or is it is just it, saying don't abuse your children? Is it Donnie that's talking to the kids? Kinda. In his head? Yeah. No. No, it's, no, it's, it's not the same voice. voices that are talking to Donnie. Oh, right. It's like kind of female. Kind of weird yeah, voice. well, the last show is kind of the same last show as Psycho, isn't it? Mm, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like going into um, yeah. Norman Bates' face. And, and that's got the voice. Yeah, that's got the, the voice of his mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's funny, like, he suddenly uh, decides, all right, this is film has a moral message about don't abuse your kids. Um, it's very, it seems kind of insincere. Mm. It's like you've just made a kind of quite a a strong a horror film with some strong uh, violence there. So it's it's not quite. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna buy you as a sort of uh, um, someone that's gonna give me a moral. D- yeah, moral yeah, you know what I mean, d- yeah, like, yeah. Well, that was the only thing I could think that was about with some sort of kind of nudge and wink to the Halloween franchise. Mm. I, I couldn't think of any other reason for it because it just seemed so like, kind of not connected with the rest of the film because it seemed to be a very personal thing to to Donnie and it was his, whatever, you know, had traumatised him. Mm. Um, and suddenly we've got this other random wee kid who's watching the house having burnt down on TV <laughs> and suddenly hears the oh, voices. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it just seems like what? what? <laughs> you you really want a sequel to this, don't you? you know, that's, or or something? Oh, um, yeah, I guess so. But even so, like, what were they gonna do? Like, wait like ten years to do a sequel to that wee boy was up and growing? Right. I don't know. I just didn't sit with me, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> nah, none of it was particularly well done. Uh, it was kind of what I was expecting, but I did expect to have more of a laugh with it. Yeah. Mm. The 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 fun scene were more like at the beginning when he was working he should have went into work more that's what happened yeah yeah that was, that was kind of funny and stuff um, um yeah the only interesting scene I thought was there was one sort of dream sequence mm-hmm. that was um, <coughs> that was quite cool but, the, um, the explosions and stuff that yeah was that, was, that was cool um, um apart from that it was just pretty plodding um wasn't really much to to enjoy Nah, it was it was weird. It was it was as if it wanted to be like kind of like a kind of as you say a psycho clone, but try to do something different that just didn't work. Mm. Yeah. But, so, um, so <clears throat> what about the cuts? Do you have any anything on the cuts? I do. I um. Well, for the original cinema uh, release in 1980, it was passed for an X certificate um, after the cuts were made to the first uh, Burnley scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, according to Melon Farmers, there were both versions, the uncut version and the cut version, were un- were released by the same company uh, on VHS in the pre- both preset. Right. So I don't know why they did that. There was no need to release the cut one. Then it was added to the NASA list in July 1983 
and then dropped in March 1984 after it was agreed that it would only be the, the cut version that would be distributed um, on VHS. And then it wasn't till the Arrow DVD release 2012 that it was finally released uh, uncut in the UK. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It does say that in the back of the Aye. DVD, so I should have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's anything in here that... I mean, the, the first murder's pretty strong. Yeah. But, you know, when was like, the previous release you said, sorry? I think there was, if I remember, there was 83, and then I think there was maybe one later in the 80s. Right. Another. But I and think that, that was, was, was never well. released in DVD or VHS? No, like it's maybe just one that was never, nobody yeah, tried to put it out. Yeah. If it had oh, been well, put so out before, I'm sure that. it would have been uncut yeah, as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, interesting fact, that, um, the guy that plays Donny, uh, did you ever watch The Sopranos? I haven't seen it, no. No, oh, well, I never watched it, but it plays tw- the twins. All oh, right. Uh, Philly and Patsy Parisi. Right. In the, on the Sopranos. There you mm. go. Um, yeah, final thoughts for this one? Um, no real reason to seek this out, I don't think, unless you're a super hardcore slasher fan. Um, <laughs> or if you must watch all the... And that's as well, uh, yeah. It's... it's I mean, that says I've seen it's like pretty run of the mill. It's not mm-hmm. really anything interesting. Um, it's great. It's basically technically quite well made, but it's pretty pretty dull. Um, um, pretty humorless. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I'd agree with that exactly. What you're saying I don't really have anything else to add to that. Um, really, just. To, I must, I must see only if you're hardcore, but you're video nasties or or in general. But mm. um, cool. <clears throat> we'll call it there. So welcome back to random shit. Spring Breakers two. Mm. Holy shit! It in. Yeah, well, what was it Spring Breakers? Um, second coming. That was called. Aye, the oh, second right. coming. It's called. It's like a bit of a weird one, eh? Like. Yeah. Harry Green's not involved. Franklin's not involved. You, you've seen some of the stuff he's been saying about it? Like, no. He, he no. was very vocal, basically saying that anyone gets involved with it. It's come, um, is basically calling it a, like, devoid of um, originality or any kind of... Basically a sinking ship, he's called it. Um, mm. But the producers fired back at him, saying, because they've got Irvin Welsh and stuff like that one. So Irvin Welsh is, um, is writing it, mm. supposedly. I don't know. Who, I don't know the director. The director's been announced, but I can't. I, don't, I didn't know him right. from anywhere. I read it. I can't remember who it is now. But apparently, the the story, the plotline is it's Spring Breakers against some eco terrorists, which kind of sounds a little bit like I don't know, like something like Revenge of the Nerds or or like a National Lampoon's Spring Breakers. Right. You know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. Just, I mean. I could you could see why that film out of all of Kareem's films could be ripe for a franchise, mm. but again, going off of what people thought it was going to be, you know what I mean? The the, the film that they were thought that people, you know, when we went to see it and people were there, and we, I was like, mm. people think they're here to see like American Pie. That's right, what they think yeah. they're here to see. That film, if had it been an American Pie rip type th- comedy. Yeah, okay, I could see them trying to like wring every fucking last penny out of that franchise. Uh. But that's the only thing I can think that they're trading off of is like girls in bikinis with guns. Mm. And it's like, this is 
like remember what you thought the film was? Well, that's what it was. <laughs> honest, it was. Yeah. You know, um, I I, 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 I'm I'm intrigued to see it. I think I will watch it. I, I'm right. not the cinema, but I think I will watch it mm. because I'm quite like, can, how, where do they go? How do they do it? Yeah, I'm curious. As I think we'll definitely attach, or is it just like kind of speculation type thing? I think thing? it's definite. I mean, is it? I? Hmm. I mean, a, but then it, that's not to say it'll be attached right through. You know, yeah. you know, it's been attached at the moment. Because if it was like Spring Breakers and Leaf, and ah, <laughs> no, there we go. That yeah. would, see, I could see that working. Yeah, that's a film Kareen would probably come back and direct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I just don't know. It's, it's, it seems like such a kind of Spring Breakers and the Skag Boys. When I, <laughs> when I when I saw it, um, I I really didn't know. I was like, what? I really couldn't believe it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's throwing me a bit of a loop. So I, I, I'm interested to see it. I wish I wasn't, but I, I'm kind of want to see what they do with it. Mm. See if they even tried to like um, get any. What's the word? Like the tone or the, the style, you know? Yeah. There's um. They've, they've apparently I don't know if they've cast or they've just got involved. Um, you know, there's a band called Pussy Riot. Oh, right. Yeah, because of their strong feminist voice or, or right. something. Um, that they've got them involved, but oh. yeah, Spring Breakers, the second coming, it's called. Hmm. Have to wait and see, I guess. Anything else, Gary? You want to talk about? Well, it's a couple of Masters of Cinema announcements that oh, yeah. I was uh-huh. quite happy about. Um, they've announced they're putting out Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Sorry that, yep. yep. Blurry. Uh, and Faust as Faust, well. Faust, yeah, that was yeah. one I was quite interested mm-hmm. in. Uh-huh. Um, they had that on DVD, didn't they? Faust, Faust yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, don't know if I had their one, I had one. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. It's a public domain film, so... Uh, it'll be good to get a kind of definitive release. Yeah, uh, I'm quite so keen like, to yeah. see uh, the cabinet of Dr. Cal- mm. Cal- Caligari mm. because I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, quite an interesting looking film from what from any of the things I've have seen from it. Yeah, so, have yeah. you seen it before? Aye. Yeah, is it good? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, uh, Faust as well, like um, like another Mando title that, that they've got in the catalogue. It's one that I've been hoping to get upgraded for a while. It kind of went out of print, kind of, because um, I think it was a case of the the fire destroyed the stock of that. Because uh, right. it was the DVD was like unavailable on the website and stuff, and it was going for like big money on Amazon. Mm. I was like, oh damn, I missed it. Because um, I didn't, it wasn't like announced or anything that mm-hmm. was going out of print. Um, but then now it's back. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Anything you've picked up recently? Um. Um, got Nymphomaniac, our official eye, mm-hmm. standard version, not the HMV exclusive. Mm. Did you see it in the store, the, the HMV? I or? did. Was uh, it alright? So, quite a, a nice slip, kind of, but case. nothing. Yeah, was it quite expensive? Or? 16 Right. Although, they had some good deals, actually. Right. That I saw, they had like, you know, Ace in the Hole, just come out uh-huh, from Master uh-huh. Cinema, just like a few weeks ago, nine ninety nine. Hmm. I got it. Amazon pre-order for eleven pounds. It was the cheapest price. Right. So oh. that was quite surprising because normally they they have those like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. For yeah a MOC as soon as they came out, they're always. Uh, they've done a few that were quite cheap as well. Um, so that's something. Yeah. Might check that out in the future. 
Um, Breaking the Waves, the Criterion came out. Uh, I haven't got a chance to watch the film yet, but um, it was interesting that uh, they went back to the original neg- negative right. and scanned it at six K. Right, was it was that one that you said was because that was the one that had yes. the video processing. Yeah, so um, right. So it's like a whole new film, kind of. Right. Um, so that's the reason you've got your DVD version. Yeah, yeah. They just keep like they'll just like fucking throw another key on there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what's like Aye. standard twenty k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll never know. They've only got fucking thirty two inch dailies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So approved by Von Trier, but it's a, a strange thing where he's kind of reimagined his original vision. Well, I mean, do you say that he'd, he'd transferred to, to video to make it easier for the post-production? Well, it's it, more just to do a, like an, aesthetic a an edit, I think. Yeah, right, um, so... But then he, he thought it looked quite good. Mm. So oh, Right, so you're saying that the DVD copy is still yeah, that? Yeah, you've still got your video version uh-huh. from the DVD. Uh, mm. If you want to keep that, I think I'll hang on to mine, yeah. just as a... But, um... No, that's one that I've been I'd be quite interested to see, so I've Yeah, yeah. Um I've never seen it, so that's quite interesting mm. to know that though. But six K that's kinda Aye. like Although I saw an interesting uh, interview with Wally Fister. Right. Uh, he was just talking about how um for him thirty five mil is still superior. Because mm-hmm. I was saying you can shoot at four K digital, but if you're shooting like anamorphic widescreen, he was saying that to really get the the resolution, the digital equivalent would have to be six K or even eight K. Just the amount that you can squeeze into a mm-hmm. 35mm frame mm-hmm. with anamorphic, so I didn't realise that. But, no, uh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, um, I want to talk about something else then. That we're doing a bit, it's, it's more than a mini right. random <laughs> shit here. Um, did, did you see, two fingers crossed here because I'm trying to remember a like, fucking thingy from It's a Wonderful Life, I've got my string on right. my finger. <laughs> um, did you see, what was it, Transcendence? Uh, yeah, I saw some of it. Um, didn't look that good. I saw the trailer and I was like, "That's that." I don't like that at all. Like mm. it seems, it seemed like what the f- seems like a film I'd seen already. Mm. You know, it felt right. very kind of like a a quantum leap esque level of TV right. concept. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it didn't appeal to me at all, which was a shame because I was quite interested to see what he was going to do. Did he shoot it? No. No. No, uh, right. I don't know who the cinematographer was. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was kind of disappointed that when I saw the trailer, so I was hoping that the film might may have been better, but mm. than what the trailer was implying. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I like Wally Fist. I do. I think he's he's quite impressive, and I like his his love of IMAX, mm. which brings me to the other point I was going to bring. Um, is has three D killed IMAX? Do you think? Um, like pure IMAX, you know, just IMAX. Like you're talking about the proper IMAX. Well, or... <clears throat> there's two two parts of the conversation because, right, yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with the first part first, right. which is what I was meaning was that, like, even I think it was the last film I went to see that I could have went and seen an IMAX that had, had IMAX stuff shot was Star Trek Into Darkness, right? Oh, right, okay. Um, obviously it's a space film and. Right for like you know IMAX visuals, right? But they post processed it into three D and they weren't doing any IMAX two D. Right. right, even at the, I think it was still, um, like film projection that they were doing at the the Brayhead. No, Science sorry, Center. Science Center. Yeah, sorry, yeah. 
in Glasgow. It may not have been because I don't know if they they changed or when they changed or three D. Um, but anyway, let's say it was it was still film projection. So there was no option to go and see that film in 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 two D. Mm. So I didn't go to see it, and I, I feel that that's they're doing that with a lot of films, even films that haven't been shot in, in IMAX. You know, they convert it instantly to IMAX two D. Um, I just like I didn't want to see it because I was like, well, I, I'm very against seeing films that haven't been shot in three D anyway. Or you know, if if a film's shot in three D, I'm like, okay, well, they've gone to the effort, so they wanted something from this. I'll I'll go and see it if mm. I get the chance to. Um, but generally, if it's been converted, I don't really, I'm not really bothered about it. Um, and it's the same with IMAX. If if something's been shot in IMAX, I'm, I'm like, well, I want to see that stuff because I mean, after seeing like the Dark Knight and, and you know the Dark Knight Rises in IMAX, I'm like, that's. It's epic, you know. It's mm. what what a, a a platform to see a film, you yeah, know, yeah. especially with those visuals. But that for the Star Trek one, I was like, I'm not going to go and see it because I don't want to see it in 3D. Uh, right. um, so it kind of ruined it for me, you mm. know. And and that was kind of a waste because I've spent all that money shooting on these IMAX cameras, mm. and then they've spent loads of other money stupidly to convert the 3D, and then kind of wasted the, the experience. So with that 3D projection, that seems to have also. I don't know if that's been you know connected to the the switchover from film IMAX projection to digital IMAX projection. You think so? That that's my that's my thing. You know, um, do you think it's? I think it's come from. I'm not sure, because 3D is kind of peaked anyway. I think it has, but um, it seems to still be clinging on. You know, right. I would like, say that, that, that it's more just the general switch to digital projection, just for mm. um, expense. Costs, mm. um, so like I guess the science center was like underfunded or whatever, and then like Cineworld's come in and said, yeah. All right, we'll run it, but uh, we want digital projection, mm. yeah. which okay, right? That, that you know, you can understand the, the logic behind having to do that uh, to an extent, but I, I just feel like the, the fact that they don't offer any 2D screens of like, IMAX, yeah, films, <clears throat> it just seems like it's just that seems to be the last bastion of like. The 3D still gets hooks into, you know, if a film's released in 3D, it's and IMAX 3D, and it's like, give me a break, you know. Mm. It's just I'm not wanting to see it in 3D, mm. but I want to. I'd like to see some films, especially when they're shot in IMAX. It just seems like a total waste of the format, you know, which was like probably. I I was just starting to get really excited about IMAX, right? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they seem to have kind of whipped it away from us. Mm. Because you, you, everybody's had the, well, I've had definitely had the experience of going to like a cinema, um, a regular cinema, and like, you know, like this looks shit. That, you know, it doesn't look as good as it looks at home mm. on, on my TV. But IMAX wasn't that. IMAX was always quite, was very impressive still. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was still the giant screen. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it just seems to have kind of ruined it, that experience for me a wee bit. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because, as I say, it was definitely something that you could. We sp- we spoke about or we have spoke about three um, D being that thing that you can only get at the cinema. Mm. That, you know, for, right, a certain, for a certain point until they made TVs and it's like they're always looking for the, the, mm. the forty eight frames per second mm. and things like that. Whereas IMAX was that thing because you could get a, a version of it at home, but it wasn't. It was still just widescreen. Right. Yeah. You know, they switched the aspect ratios, but you weren't getting. There was no way to really get that experience at home. Um. Hopefully it'll go away. Hopefully it'll go away, and we'll get IMAX back again. Right. Mm. Even if it is digital IMAX, it'll mm. still be. If it's still, they do it right. You know, if they shoot it. Yeah, if it's a high enough um, digital resolution, mm-hmm. it's the right yeah. uh, ratio screen and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, is Interstellar? Is he doing any IMAX? I think. Well, that? it's not 
fist that's that's shooting that into not it's um the guy that shot let the right one in. Yep, Nolan filmed Interstellar and and with anamorphic thirty five mil and IMAX film photography. Right. film photography. Um, IMAX cameras were used for Interstellar more than any of Nolan's previous films. Nice. So, um, he had practical locations built rather than use um, computer generated images imagery. Nice. Holy crap. Some sequences of the film were shot with an IMAX camera installed in the nose cone of a Learjet. Interesting. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's that, if that film comes out, I mean, surely to God, no one has the, the fucking whack to say, like, don't put it in 3D, you dicks. Yeah, yeah. Surely to God, he if anyone has that kind of, like, non-3D dick to throw mm. in the table, mm-hmm. it's, it's him. You know what I mean? He's like, did you see fucking Batman? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's all he has to say. Um, so hopefully to God we'll, we'll get that in, in IMAX even if it is digital but without the 3D sticker yeah maybe start handing out the glasses on the way oh there's yeah. another £2 <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see your second trailer I haven't seen second trailer yet for it no no I only saw the t- it was only a teaser I think I saw right, the okay. one with Matthew McConaughey's voice over the top right, of it I... and you see him a bit but... yeah I, I'm, I've got reservations but um, mm. I don't know if I buy uh, McConaughey as a space Spaceman, but see, because it's only at the very end of the the trailer, like you see him going into space. Right, it just looks like a kind of a drama, sort of standard kind of sci-fi drama right. at the start. But um, maybe I need to get a bit more to. to yeah, I mean, what what is? The, do you know anything about the story? Is it? Is run out of food or something? The Earth is run out of food, so right. they have to move to another planet. Believe. Okay. Hmm, it does yeah, it seems a bit like uh, And he has to go and find a suitable planet, I think. Idea. Feels a bit uh something you'd see on the horror channel. Right. Or, or like, you know or the sci fi channel. Hmm. You know one of those kind of like made for T V films, there's the plot, you know. Aye. Is that what he's doing? Like kinda um, let's make this legit. Maybe. Let's make this shit legit. Yeah, well, I guess all sci-fi, if you boil it down... No, kinda, yeah, yeah, I guess. It depends on the execution, sure. Aye. Just just when you describe it like that, and, yeah, and yeah. When you throw that in with saying, I don't find him as a spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems a bit... But yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'll always go and see his films. I mean, I'll give him a chance. And it's written by him and, and Jordan Nolan again, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be worth something. You always, I mean, it's the same if you described um, the prestige. Mm. It's basic terms. You'd be like, "All right, okay," but still an excellent film, you yeah. know. So, or like Memento as well. Mm. It's a guy that forgets stuff all the time. Kind of mind fuck all it again. He's just writing it all over his body. What? <laughs> um. So yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of random shit. I think, right. Gary. That does. I think so. Yeah, welcome return. That's enough random shit today for five episodes. Well, as indeed we've had more random shit than the episode. But nice. um, maybe cut cut something up. Aye. So, guys, before we kind of wrap up this episode, I wanted to mention um, something that we're planning to do. Um, I mentioned to you, it's, it's we're we're a bit late in this now, but obviously we we escaped a couple of weeks ago, and then we've been kind of doing episodes and whatever. But um. 
I, I think it's fair to say that both of our first exposure to Batman would have been the the sixty six series. Would that be? Um, earliest. Mine's mine's definitely was. That's the first time I kind of became aware of Batman. Well, I saw the film before the series. So you'd never you'd never seen the the Adam West series before the film. I, I don't think it was really, but it might have been on TV. But... It used to be on a lot of time, like you know, like kind of weekends and and stuff. Right, like that. possibly then. <clears throat> but um, I don't know if there was like any cartoons kicking about. Mm. Um, I'm sure I was aware of Batman mm-hmm. before that. Well, some... well, my like, first kind of, like, I'm sure, like, because my, my papa was quite into like, the old Star Trek and, 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 um, and like, Batman. Like, you see, it would be on, you know, and, like, you know. Um, so you can probably cut that out because that doesn't matter. Then that's the, no free fix to right. it at all. <laughs> um, it's fair to say, Gary, that you and I are, are, are both, uh, we both appreciate the um, William Dozer, Dozier and uh, Adam West Batman series yeah. for what it was and is, you know, is, which is kind of like a satirical take on, on the Batman lore and, and um, pretty fun, mm. you know. Um, well, in the in, end in of March there, um, Lorenzo Semple Jr., um, the the basically the, the guy that wrote the pilot for that show and was one of the key writers in the whole thing and, and wrote the movie and things, um, passed away <clears throat> at 91. So, I mean, well done, 91, that's pretty good. But <clears throat> I thought it might be kind of interesting, as we've, we've done we've done all the rest of the Batman movies. Right. Mm. Um, and we left out the Adam West one at the time. Right. Mm. Um, I don't remember why we did. I think we just, because we're only doing the kind of the modern takes. Um, but I thought it might be interesting for us to maybe do like sort of kind of a fun commentary type thing. Mm-hmm. People don't. Maybe do like a commentary on, right, yeah. on um, the Batman the movie from 66. Uh, so what we're going to do is, it'll be the next episode, but it'll be, you know, some some at some point we're going to sit down and um, and watch that and we'll, we'll let you guys link, sync up your DVDs or your Blu-rays, whatever, with what we're watching and um, we'll go through it. Because I, th- I think there's there's some genius stuff in that film. Yeah. Um, that, that it's, I think it'll be fun for us to talk about. Okay. Um if you're up for it, Gary, so that's one for our Batman fans to, to look forward to. Um, what are we going to be looking at next on the podcast, Gary? Hopefully, episode? we're going to be looking at Guy Man's brand upon the brain. Okay, right, yes. Cool. Uh, so we will, that'll be our next, that'll be episode 35. Yeah. We'll do this. Oh, right. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, look out for that. I think that'll fit. Um, yeah, so uh, join us for that episode. That's it. Only thing left to say, I think, is don't go in that house. <laughs>